0: From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to Locked
1: on Chiefs. It's Friday, and that means, of course, the Chiefs dropped a couple of things on us last night after we recorded this show. And I managed to get a little bit in there about uh, Kamala Correa. We're going to talk about him. We're going to go over what's going on with the PA and how it affects the Chiefs' coming activities in the offseason, as well as get into the other parameters about what might be affecting the Chiefs' schedule and this is really exciting. We're going to have Chiefs fullback Michael Burton on the show on Sunday evening for the Monday episode. Don't miss it. So for us, I think it's nice to be able to not have to concentrate on the whole league. The The draft was a, a, a ramble, to tell you the truth. And now we get to see these, these pickups, a couple of veterans here or there. And one that happened last night after we finished recording was Correa, a guy that Uh, Came out of Boise State five years ago. He's got five seasons under his belt in a couple of different towns, uh, including the Baltimore Ravens, and most recently with the Jaguars. He was with the Titans in between. What do you think of this signing?
0: I'll be interested to see if he makes the roster. I I think it's... A position that I think is going to be something that he's going, he could see the field. Uh, it's just a question of when and whether or not it's going to be a regular occurrence. I think that they have a lot of other uh, positions that they could address, kind of like what we talked about yesterday. I was not expecting them to sign a guy that is going to be a linebacker.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's really the question for me. It's usage because let's, let's not mince words. Whether you line them up at linebacker on them two feet, or you put his hand in the dirt and you call him a DN, it really doesn't matter. What he did at Boise State is exactly what he does in the NFL. He is a pass rusher. He's just on the small side. He's quick. He's got pretty good burst. Um, I think his hand fighting has improved since he got in the league, so that's something. But he's not, you know, a six foot seven classic, uh, you know, Frank Clark DN or even Kendo, who I think was really built in that kind of long, tall, explosive kind of guy. This is more a little bit about speed and a little bit more about um, dropping under outside tackles rather than going through them.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the question I have with guys like that, though, is if you know what he's going to be doing situationally, you have very few uses for him because pass rushes needs to be there on Multiple different plays. So I think that there could be value there. I don't know. I just, I think that this is going to be a sign that's more of a camp body than anything else. Hmm. Uh, because I think Definitely. they have other younger guys that they probably want to get playtime to. Yeah,
1: possibly. I think at the end of the day, though, there, I think there's probably a deficiency total at the linebacker group. So if you put him in that room, you could say that at least you're filling it out with a, a pass rush specialist in that group, which I actually like. Uh, I'd like to see them blitz the linebackers more. And if they get into kind of that Reggie Ragland overhang on the line of scrimmage kind of situation where you still have an end inside of you, I think that's a position where he can force some overloads. He can force some shifts just by his presence. Um, I think he's he's probably destined to make the roster myself. We're going to have to see how he shows up in OTAs and how exactly they line him up.
0: Yeah, I just, for me, I guess I'm just looking at it from a sense of you have three linebackers that you are going to figure play most of your downs. Uh, then you also have Ben Neiman, who I think is going to play, and then you have Daniel Sorensen. So the question is, is are they going to line up with enough linebackers to get everybody snaps? Uh, and this is the guy that I would say would probably be uh, down there with Ben Neiman when it comes to guys I want to see on the field and get snaps at linebacker anyway. Gotcha. Yeah, hey. It's going to be interesting though, because it I was just going to say, though, now that I mean, if we look at what the Chiefs offense does, maybe he does get more snaps because they hopefully will be playing from ahead. So you'll mm-hmm. be rushing the passer more.
1: I And I love the concept of having amongst all those big, long defensive ends. I like having the idea of a quicker, um, smaller pass rusher that like you can run NASCAR with and get a little bit of of change up. Maybe leave him out on the edge, let Frank come down inside some. We know that he can work in there. We know Trish Ron Warren can work in there. Like, I, I think it gives you a little bit of option. But again, who knows if he's going to make the roster? I think it's going to be interesting.
0: Well, uh, the issue I have with that, sorry, really quick, is they already have four DEs that you know are going to be there. They've got a draft pick in Dana last year, they got the draft pick this year, and they've got uh, Taco Charleston and Frank Clark. So that's four DEs. So Uh, you know, putting him at that position, I mean, maybe you could do it and maybe you could have him rushing from that position. But where are you going to get all the snaps with all the other guys? Because you still have Chris Jones that is probably going to play outside some as well. And you've got Jerron Reed and you've got, uh, you know, like you said, Warden as well. So it's going to be a very full room if you start having him go down in that area. Yeah.
1: And we all know that they're going to have to carry a few more offensive linemen. So that makes the total numbers on this roster a crunch. Hopefully they can have, what what did they have, 55 last year with everything? Maybe they can maintain that and have a little bit better chance of keeping somebody around.
0: Yep, I think they can have 54 this year from what I've read.
1: Well, and there's a lot going on with that. I don't think all the rules have been uh, 100% confirmed, and there's a a number of things that are still in discussion right now. We're going to get into what's going on with the NFLPA. and want to remind you guys again, we're going to have the Chiefs' new fullback, Michael Burton on the show for Sunday evening at normal release time. Make sure you don't miss that episode. You're going to enjoy it. And we'll get into the NFL PA decisions coming up next. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And Bet Online even covers award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Hey, Chiefs fans, listen up! Newgenics, the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. Get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Tote T, text Draft to. Two three one two three one. This unique man boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass.
0: Plus text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape. Text draft to two three one two three one. That's draft to two three one two three one. Message and data rates may apply. Nugenics Total T is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. And like the TV ads say, she'll like it too. If you're over 40, don't let age get in the way. Get your edge back with Nugenix. There's a reason Nugenix has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. It works.
1: So that that was a mild chuckle, but it's kind of an understatement, right?
0: Very much so. Uh, I really, I'm not sure how this is going to shake out, but I will say this. I love Jason OTC. I, I think he does a fantastic job on Sour Cap. He had a very astute comment, though, to me. It doesn't make much sense if you're the NFLPA to try to argue something now and try to get something now when you just signed a contract last year. The chances of you getting something for that are very, very, very slim. Yeah. Especially with a 10-year deal.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, and it's – and I think it's something that you couldn't – I can't blame them because I think they're seeing the situation that came up because of last year's covid response. In negotiations before that, I don't know that they could have seen that coming, you know. I don't know that um, that they could have guessed, hey, in our interpretation, we didn't see the injury history and like there's a there's a benefit to it that we didn't anticipate. So I well, I agree with you. I don't think you can press it now, but I can't blame them for not doing it before either.
0: Well, and I guess I get it, but here's my thing. Like if you were going to make any arguments about and I guess here's where I'm coming from. If they're going to make any arguments about this, they need to be starting to have those types of thoughts and arguments during their conversations about the the new CBA. None of that was really addressed, at least to the extent that they're trying to do right now. I understand what you're saying about they couldn't have figured out that it was going to happen because of the pandemic. I get that, too. But at the same time, the NFL has made it very clear where they stand on this. The NFL has come out and simply stated James should not be is not required to be paid under the terms of his contract because he was working out on his own and not at the facility.
1: Yeah. And we talked about that yesterday and we didn't know we hadn't seen that statement yet. Hadn't and made now, it yet. Yeah. Right. And, and so at this point now, what we talked about yesterday has completely been confirmed that it, I mean, not so much to single him out, but he is the example at this point because it happened to be at the time where they have to make that statement because of the ongoing talks about it. And I again, feel terrible for him, but that's the way the contracts are written. That's the way it's been set up. Changing it now is like you said, an uphill battle. I, I do you think it's going to come to a head or do they think they realize that?
0: I think they realize it. I just think that they're going to continue to push as much as they possibly can. Um, I don't know. Here's the thing though. The only way you're going to get a concession like this from the NFL is you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to be able to withhold something. At this point, you have nothing you, you can really withhold. They can't show. I mean, they're under contract with this new CBA. They don't have the ability to basically you know, stop playing and, and stop showing up. And Denver was one of the teams that made a statement before this voluntary portion started saying they weren't going to show up. Mm-hmm. Kansas City wasn't one of those teams that did that, and one of the reasons they did, they weren't is because how many people on Kansas City's team have some kind of thing in their contract about workout bonuses? Well, it was 27 before the
1: recent signings. Like It could be even more than that now.
0: Right, and I would imagine more teams are going to start going to that now mm-hmm. because at this point, why wouldn't you? I mean, from a team perspective, you want your players there. I understand why the players don't want to be there, but from the team perspective, you want the players there. From the player perspective, you know, I get why you want your freedom, but at the same time, I also understand why the NFL is saying that they need to be there and the the teams are saying they need to be there. They want to be able to be involved in that process. They want to be involved in all of that workout process. That's just the way it's going to be, especially in something where an inch – can literally cost you a game at times. Yeah. I mean, I know that's- that sounds silly, but that's really what it comes down to is they want the control and it is what it is at this point.
1: Yeah. I mean, and we have to remember that we're talking about voluntary practices at this point. If they miss mandatory practices, like the veteran mini camp at the end of the season, the Chiefs and the NFL did announce their dates. So it it is easily planned for. It is easily out there and and not going to catch anybody by surprise. So it really only comes down to they can't find anybody unless they miss that camp. It just puts you know obviously a detriment on workout payouts. And honestly, what you can get done in terms of getting the new uh, wrinkles of the offense, and we all know how often Andy comes up with that stuff, getting it installed and getting it practiced now, so that it's that much easier when camp comes. So that's that that much easier when week one comes.
0: Yeah. And I think you have an issue with that, but like I said, and I've said this multiple times as well, you also have a chemistry issue when Mm -hmm. when guys are on zoom, they're not, they're not hanging out together. They're not in between practices and just, you know, shooting the proverbial crap, so to speak. Uh, And, and honestly that builds team chemistry that builds, you know, guys getting closer together. And that really does mean something when, you know, you're in the fourth quarter of a game in December and it's 15 degrees outside.
1: Yeah, it comes you know, in handy. How many he
0: crochets has- can I go down in that regard? But I
1: was just going to say. Point is, was-
0: <laughs> point is, is it does matter. I mean, chemistry and your love of your team matter. And I think that that is part of the reason that the teams want them there. And like I said, the other part of it is, they want to be able to control the workout. They want to be able to make sure that the guys are doing what they want them to do and how they're wanting to, to do it. And you sign the, the CBA for 10 years. I, I feel horrible for James. I really do. But I don't see any way that... And honestly, here's the other key on that. It's up to Denver. It's not up to the NFL. It's up to Denver to decide whether or not they want to pay him. Right. But the other key... In that scenario is he opted out last year. So it's not like he's even played it down for them yet after signing that huge free agent contract.
1: Which, in, from my perspective, makes it even more likely that the team wants him there, needs him there, wants to keep him happy. They might pay him anyway because they didn't have to pay him last year because that Possibly. stipend was, what, $350 or whatever. And so it just moved last year's contract on
0: out. So it's
1: not like it's two wasted seasons. You know what I mean? It, they didn't pay for
0: it. Well, yes and no. I I understand what you're saying, but I don't think that they're – I don't know that they would look at it that way because uh, they really needed him last year, and he wasn't there. And, I mean, yes, you can make it – I mean, yes, you can say he opted out. It's his right, and not arguing that at all. But they needed him last year. That's why they signed him last year. So, you know, it'll just be interesting to see if he – I mean, because he's basically going to miss the entire year at this point. If it's an Achilles injury, he is going to miss the season.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's very little way around it. And, folks, for those dates, the OTAs start uh, after rookie minicamp, which is next weekend. OTAs start the the week or 10 days after that on May 25, and they wrap up with mandatory minicamp. That's when the rubber's going to hit the road on June 15. So those are the dates in Kansas City. We're going to get into uh, the next thing because I don't think Denver's done having some major decisions to make and maybe they have to do them on a new quarterback coming up next we've been telling you about built bar the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now built bars the amazing low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber amazing tasting protein bar with 100 percent chocolate on all the bars and we recognize it's been hard to keep up with the brackets and all the new flavors but let's remember when it all comes said and done there are a couple of things that really stand out, like cookies and cream with 17 grams of protein at 130 calories, or almond coconut, which is one of my favorites still. And you can get a serious discount over at BuiltBar.com by using the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 50% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So things are getting weirder as we go along, and this whole thing of now... You have a fullback that's uh, been talking with Aaron Rodgers supposedly about he wants to be there, but he doesn't trust the GM, so he still wants out. And Denver's still calling, and and it's becoming something that I think the longer this goes on, I think the more likely it is that he does either retire and then re-up somewhere else, you know, lose the rights or whatever he has to do, or he does get traded for a huge package
0: of Aaron Rodgers going to Denver. Here's the thing, though. Aaron Rodgers has almost all of the ability to do whatever he wants in this situation. He can retire. Yeah, he's going to have to pay back money, Mm -hmm. and that would stink for him, and don't get me wrong, but if he really doesn't want to play in Green Bay, he can make it happen if he really really wants it to happen. The team can't force him to be there. I mean, he has made enough money in his career to be fine, and whether or not he's going to be the new host of Jeopardy or not, who knows, but... Uh, You know, regardless, at this point, he's going to be in a situation where uh, he is going to be financially okay, regardless of what he decides he wants to do in his future. Now, the key is and you just talked about minicamp for the Chiefs. The key is, does he show up to minicamp this year? Because they can find him if he doesn't show up. Mm -hmm. And one of the other key things that came out this week or actually today was that his six and a half million dollar signing bonus that was due in March is meant to be paid with his game checks. So he didn't get it. Ah. So they're supposed to be paid with his game checks when the season starts. So if he doesn't play a game, is he going to get that money? I wouldn't think so. So, I I mean, you could be a lot of money there. But again, he's made $250 million in his career so far and just regular earnings.
1: Yeah. And so does that fact offset what the, the cap charge would be or it I would guess it isn't dead money at that point if they haven't paid it out.
0: But right. it's not dead money because if they don't pay it it's just like any kind of fine in that situation. If you're not paying it then it doesn't count against the cap. So From my understanding.
1: I think that makes things harder, but I I think like you said, he's he can do what he wants. It, with all of it comes down to to staring contest between he and Gudakunz their GM. And I talked about this on on locked on NFL yesterday. Like it comes down to if you're more of a of oil and water now in that in that particular room, in that particular building, knowing that you have a roster that can probably get you back not only to playoffs, but to the championship game in the NFC, maybe beyond if everything goes right. Like, are you willing to forego that? If you're if you're Aaron Rodgers and, and try to go to a team like Denver, who seems to be the front runner, that's why we're talking about this. And we'll get to the ramifications here in a second. But do you try to push for that, knowing that that roster is probably not that ready and m- might be able to do something similar to what Green Bay does? Or does it come down to the GM either letting it go or trying to dig his heels in and win this quote unquote argument?
0: I don't know what they're going to do. I think it could go either direction. I really, it's really going to be hard for Green Bay to win in this scenario because you're either going to have a scenario where Aaron Rodgers doesn't show up for mini camp, uh, which obviously, if he doesn't show up for mini camp, I don't think that there'd be any reason to think that he's going to show up for training camp. Yes, I understand the fines go up, but again, I don't think he cares. From everything I've read about it and from everything I've seen people saying, he doesn't seem to care about the money. Mm-hmm. And if that's really the case, he really wants out that bad, he cannot show up. And then they're in a situation where they have Jordan Love as their starting quarterback at, in a season where they probably were going to realistically be a Super Bowl contender if Aaron Rodgers plays. Mm-hmm. But with Jordan Love, are you even going to be a contender for the division?
1: Well, and the fact that you have to ask the question is your own fault. Without consulting, I mean, let's remember, folks, it, in this league, most teams when they have a veteran quarterback like that it's not about asking permission but it's about having an open communication with him and hey we're going to draft a young guy to come learn from you but definitely from us and it seems none of that communication went on and so i just don't know if he's ever going to put the uniform on again and if he doesn't well, it, it is any, apparent sorry go ahead it, it is apparent that the the Broncos are the the front runners you know, Elway will do all he can to go do that. He doesn't care about trade value. He doesn't care about what he has to give up, and so that changes the complexion of the AFC West quite dramatically. Like I'm here for arm to arm battle between Mahomes and Rodgers twice a year for what two seasons, three seasons maybe. Um, he'll be forty in two and a half years, so like I don't know if it's much beyond that, but I think it also changes the complexion. I think it 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 would probably leapfrog the Denver Broncos up over the Los Angeles chargers and be right head to head with the chiefs. I think
0: I would agree with that for the most part. The only caveat I would say is what do they give up? They're going to have to give something up for Aaron Rodgers.
1: Oh yeah. Who knows future.
0: what that's going to be? Well, is it going to be their future or are they going to give up players?
1: It'll be both. It'll be two number ones, no matter what, if not three plus probably a player, maybe and it's honestly, lock.
0: and honestly, if, Honestly, yeah, they don't th- I don't think they want Drew Locke. They don't need another QB. They already have Jordan Love. But at this point, it's like, okay, why would you give up three number one picks for a guy that's thirty seven years old? I don't because care John that LA he was a- to win. Well, yeah, I don't care that he was the MVP last year. Mm-hmm. It's different than a Deshaun Watson trade. Mm-hmm. Watson's never been an MVP, but he's what, twenty five? Yeah, absolutely. That's a completely different scenario.
1: But to Elway, I don't think it matters
0: because he sees a way
1: with that guy, that one position, getting him over the hump to compete for a Super Bowl and maybe even win one again. exactly what happened with Manning. He didn't care about the risk and the injury there. So I think it's about Elway being the guy pulling the trigger.
0: And I guess I could see that. My issue with it is is that if I'm a Broncos fan, which I'm not, obviously, but if I'm a Broncos fan, I wouldn't want to give up three number ones. Plus, you're going to have to pay Rodgers. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that either because you're going to have to pay him. He wants more money. It's not a matter of he just wants out. He wants more money. He wants to be paid like the best QB in football, which means you're going to have to beat Patrick Mahomes' number. And on a deal that is going to be really short, good luck on that, especially when you already have a, a roster pretty much set.
1: I will say this, though. We just spent a number of minutes talking about how he doesn't need the money. Maybe for a different franchise or negotiating with a different front office, maybe he doesn't dig his heels in that much. Maybe it is just getting out of there is his number one goal. He's turned down multiple offers for extensions, so I just don't know what it comes down to. It's, I don't know what goes on in the mind of Aaron Rodgers, and I don't know that anybody does.
0: With everything the way it's played out, the way it has been, I don't think that I I don't think it's about the money. But I do think that he still wants to be paid like a top three quarterback. And right now he's not. Fair enough. Yeah. Because his contract has already been superseded multiple times already. Yeah. And honestly, that's the way it's going to end up being for Mahomes eventually. But I still think we're two years away from that being the case. Yeah. Enjoy it while you got it. <laughs> but pretty much. I don't know. I think. You look at this Denver scenario, and is it possible that they go and they make this trade? Yes, it's possible. I just don't know what you're going to have to give up to get it done. And honestly, the other problem that Green Bay could run into is Denver could dig their heels in it also and say, okay, well, we're not doing it for what you want. We're going to give you a first-round pick and some player, and that's all we're going to give you. And if Aaron Rodgers isn't showing up, you're an idiot not to take that trade regardless. Yeah. Yeah. You may not get the value back. Rogers has the ability to to set himself up in that scenario.
1: I have to think, though, if that gets out to the public, I think there's a number of other teams that will come and say, "We'll give you twos. We'll give you two number ones. We'll get we'll give you three number ones." I think if that, even though they're the front runner now, if they don't get a deal done in secret, once that gets out, I think it's it's a it's a land rush at that point.
0: Well, possibly, but the problem is, is Rogers wants to go to Denver. Yeah. So it's got to be a place that he wants to go because if if all that has to happen is they make the trade and Rodgers doesn't report, then, then you're right back at square one because the trade's null and void.
1: So before we wrap up, say now, it does happen, say it gets done. What does that do to the complexion of this head to head matchup twice a year?
0: Well, it makes it, I would say, the Chiefs and Broncos would probably split. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be home and away or or what, but I th- I would think it'd be a one and one scenario because I still think the Chiefs have the ability to beat Denver. But man, playing against Aaron Rodgers in that offense, if he has the weapons that they have right now, still when he comes to play, then I, I think that that's a bad scenario for Kansas City. Uh, I do think though that it would take some time for an adjustment. I I think that they would be fine probably week two or week three, but. I don't think it's going to be pretty week one. And we still don't know whether or not we're going to have a preseason either. So that could really affect things as well. And how is training camp going to be different this year? So many things up in the air. And honestly, we're talking about Denver. He could also go to technically Las Vegas, although Denver does seem to be the front runner. And I do think it's funny. And this is the thing that sticks out to me about this whole scenario. Why go to a division that has the best player in the NFL? To Why it? force yourself to go to a division with the best player in the NFL?
1: Prove that you're still better because he thinks he is. And and after this last season, clearly he won the MVP over Mahomes. There's a yep. debate to be had there. I, I will land with Patrick, but I'm sure for him, that gives him, him an opportunity, especially when you look at what he's done in terms of his um, MVP and Super Bowl accolades that are pretty thin by Hall of Fame standards. Like, that gives you, I think, the head-to-head thing that might put him over the top.
0: Well, so you think he, he's short on the Hall of Fame right now? I, I
1: think there's an argument to be made there, yeah. I think there are wow. voters that will say, I don't know, did he win enough championships? I don't know. Is, is passing yards and touchdowns enough? Like, I think you could seal it up by saying, I went head-to-head with the kid that's the best in the league, supposedly, and I even if I 50%ed him. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I just think he's a Hall of Famer already.
1: Yeah, I I would too, but I know so, there's a crowd that doesn't.
0: Well, you just want to go argue. That's fine. I get it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm just sitting here looking at this going, if it happens, it happens great, but the Chiefs are supposed to be played. The Chiefs and Mahomes have already supposed to have played Rodgers already, and it didn't happen because of an injury. So hoping that that doesn't continue, especially if he moves in the same division.
1: Yeah. I, I look forward to it. I think it would be fun. Um, and, hey, competition brings out the best, and everyone is the way that I feel about it. So I think at the Man, end of the day.
0: If that happens, I will be going to that game in Kansas City. I guarantee it.
1: And you know you'll find me here.
0: I'll be at both. I guarantee it.
1: No no problems. Uh, we want to know what you guys think. Would you welcome it, or would you say, No, I'll, I'll pass on him coming into the division. Hit us at On Chiefs. Let us know what you think. Hit us at the iTunes reviews. And let us know not not only what you think of that, but of the show, and if there's something you'd like to hear as well. We're getting into the part of the season where we're going to start projecting as we get ready for training camp, so don't miss that. There's still going to be some signings. There's still going to be a little bit of things going on. I think they will be churn on this roster, so we appreciate what you've done for us. Remember, we are here five days a week, and that is not going to change. We hope that you guys have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to us today, and we'll talk to you Sunday with Chiefs fullback Michael Burton. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.